It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. So what have you been doing in Carolina the last couple of days? Going to the gym, right next door. It's a great gym, huge, fantastic. And then uh, yesterday practice. Did you do a Peloton? No, no, no. I'm not an elitist. No, no I, I grind it out, man. I saw, I saw Mike Aldrich going in there to get a Peloton. We've got a bunch of guys that... Uh, on the staff that love the Peloton. I don't, I don't need people yelling at me to get me going. You know me. You know, I've got, I've got my thing and that's it. You can yell at yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, treadmill, weights, stuff. I'm old school. So. I got to spend a couple of days with some family who live in South Carolina, so I rented a car and drove out there. It's rare that we get this much time in, in this part of the country. So, kind of interesting. Crazy rain here. Yeah. You notice I'm talking about everything but hockey? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> well, things haven't been good here lately. And, you know, it, it, it's really, really a tough time. The Sharks have made a trade, and it is a bit of a shock to the system to see Matt Nieto go back to Colorado. I think I'm, everybody's happy for him that he's going to a place where he's comfortable, where he has a chance to win a Stanley Cup. He's there with Andrew Cogliano, another Shark uh, that used to be here. But, um, but what does this do at this time, even to a team with some veterans like the Shark? It shakes them a bit. Um because you look at the trade and you're not sure why. Because Matt, as a player, is what you want. A guy who is earnest. A guy who is hardworking. He's a guy who can play up and down the lineup. And a player that the guys, the rest of the guys loved. Um, Timo Meyer's best friend on the team, real tight with him. Um, and, and a team that... Um, is struggling to find an identity and is struggling to get some some traction and get moving forward. It, it, for the players, it's it's puzzling, and so they look at that and be, ah, I don't quite get it. And and we get it. We all understand it. They get it in the long run, but they don't get it from a team chemistry point of view. It's in other words, intellectually they understand it, but emotionally they have some right. trouble. Exactly, perfect way to put it. And so now. What do you do if you're the team? I mean, this is last time we talked about this team, last game against Detroit, but this team's at a crossroads right now. And yeah, I, I thought the game against Detroit was really important that they get a win and find, find some footing. And this game against Carolina, then tomorrow night against Pittsburgh, those, these are two real tough games. Yesterday, good, hard practice. Um, the guys were in great spirits. They had that little bowling tournament, and they had some fun. And you, they, hey, they got to get away and have some fun. You got to take your mind off it. The players have a great bond. The team gets along really well, which has been honestly different from the last couple of years. There is a direction on this team, but I don't think any of us thought it was going to take this much pain lately to get to where they want to go. To start to start the path to get to where they want to go. Well, that's the thing that seems crazy, because at the start of the season and through the year, we've all felt 
this is a better team than last season's team. And now we're saying to ourselves, well, they are a better team, but it sure, certainly isn't showing on the ice in terms of the wins and the losses. And that's been the case all season long. It's, it's really an odd thing that sometimes you have to go through that. It's very similar to when a guy's had some success as a player, and then he comes back the next year, and everybody around the league has seen you play, and they know all your moves, and all of a sudden you can't score 25 goals anymore, so then you have to make some changes. In a sense, that's where these guys are, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, they, um, I think the big thing is the frustration that they've had that, that they're, they're better than their record and that they've had games in hand and they've lost them. And they've had Like games. the Detroit game, they could have won. The Detroit game, they could have won. The Jersey game, they could have won. We, we can go on and on and go back and back and back. Anaheim twice. Exactly. So they've had games where it was close, where they had the lead, and they've given up those last-minute goals. The frustration is that they are a better team than last year, but it hasn't shown, and it hasn't trans uh, translated to two wins. And that's the frustration of the team. It's the frustration of the coaching staff. David Quinn has always talked about, you know, yes, there's a building process. Yes, there's ways we have to play in order to get to wins, and the difference between playing well and winning, that gap. We talked to the players yesterday, and they'll they'll tell us tonight on, on our pregame show what they think about that that how to close that gap. But they don't. I, I, there's kind of a feeling right now that they're not closing that gap. They're not figuring it out. And everybody wants to. That I mean, you want the want is there, but their their process, their their late game situational awareness, the the overtime goal in Detroit was a perfect example. Logan wins the draw straight back. Alexander Barabanov standing still. Like, just standing still. And, and uh, um, Rasmussen jumps to, jumps to the puck. Did he get four shots in a row? Yeah. He, he had six shots on goal in overtime, all within, like, three within, seconds. Exactly. Rasmussen jumps to it, gets to the net, and then Logan's coming back. He's picking up, and puck, unfortunately, goes between his legs, and bang, it goes in. But... That's that's situational awareness. That's being ready. You should you should never be beat off the faceoff. And guess what? They practiced yesterday. Faceoff. Exactly. Yeah, that's the great thing about David. I mean, they address they address issues. But it's it's right now. It's it's tough being a, uh, a member of the Sharks. It's tough being a Shark fan because we want to see that gap between good and winning close. What also gets in here is human nature. Yeah. You say a guy like Matt Nieto, who gives you everything he's got, he's on his way somewhere else. Yeah. And then the thought is, well, what else is going to happen? And that's obvious. That's just human nature. It's going to happen. Uh, but you have to remember that the guys that are going to be desired from the team are people, players, people want. So that's that's where it is. On the other side of things, the Sharks improve the depth in their organization. They get a right winger who was a first round draft pick of Colorado. He's going to Barracuda. That's Martin Kaut. And then they pick up uh, Jacob McDonald, who's going to play here. A lot of people don't know this, but he played four years at Cornell, Ivy League school. So as I like to say, he doesn't sweat, he perspires. But he played with Joachim Ryan, former Shark, there for four years. So he's another guy that you know has some familiarity, I'm sure, with San Jose because of his knowledge of, of Joachim Ryan, who's, by the way, playing in Sweden this year. I just looked it up. Yeah, well, you know, a little bit of little bit knowledge there. But you know, this is a guy who's looking for his, his chance, his footing. Um, so this, we'll see him probably come out with great gusto and, and, and excitement and enthusiasm. 
you know, the thing is to sustain it. He's the first defenseman ever to wear number nine, isn't that correct? I oh, no. Well, no, we had one. We had one, didn't we? Yeah, I, we, Randy looked it all up yesterday going through. We've had, we've had some interesting characters wear number nine. Ryan Lawton was the first. Yeah, and uh, John Morris, and then um, Slava Butsayev. Um, yeah, well, there's an interesting, uh, it's, it's not actually a, a huge, uh, big storied number in our organization. Which is really strange because number nine traditionally is a big number. Nine and seven are traditionally huge numbers in organizational history. On our team, we've, we've had a few. We had Igor Larionov happen to wear seven. Uh, Brad Stewart wore seven. Wayne Presley wore seven back in the, back in the day. Um, number nine, though, is really, really different. And of course, Brian Lawton was formerly the first overall pick in the NHL, hence he gets the, the big number. But that hasn't been that high scoring number, with the exception of Evander Kane in recent days. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so we'll see. Maybe this nine can be the next can be the next big step in the numbers. It's always fun to watch. The, 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 we, we start to go back, and you go back, and you look at all the numbers. Oh, he wore, yeah, yeah, he wore. Randy looked at me and said, first guy to wear nine. I looked at him for about two seconds, and I went, hmm. And he goes, former, I said, oh, Ryan Lawton. But, yeah, it's funny. It's it's fun. But we'll see. I mean, this this team is, again, this these next two games before the break are, are tough, but they need them. The team that they're playing, is one of the elite teams in the NHL. They've got Brent Burns. He's playing in his 1,299th game. So when he plays number 1,300, which he's going to the very next game they play, he'll be the 20th player in the history of the NHL, defenseman, that has played 1,300 games. What a career. He's having another solid year. He's on his way to 50 points, overshadowed a bit by the guy on the shark side because of the season he's having. But the other thing I've noticed about these guys is they do a lot of stuff, even strength. Yet, in recent games, I think they've got four shorthanded goals in the team's last seven games. you got to watch it. They pressure, pressure, pressure. That's why we talked to Logan Gauthier today about the power play. It's going to be a very tough game tonight. We're going to be on the air with all of the exciting action starting at 3.30 Pacific time with the Sharks and the Carolina Hurricanes. First of a back-to-back, -back, make sure you're tuned in on the Sharks Audio Network. You've That's it for our Morning to the Skate Sharks today. Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.